0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. Thus said the Apostle Paul in the epistle we heard this morning. Words that I need to hear. Words of admonition, of encouragement I need. Because while I don't know about you, my mind doesn't seem to work that way. Instead of anything worthy of praise, my mind instead tends to dwell on things criticized. On how others have criticized me or how I criticize them. Instead of lovely, my mind is often filled with how I have been unlovely those times when my ugly, selfish, sinful side bursts out and I've done things I wish I hadn't and I've said things I wish I could take back. Instead of honorable, my mind keeps remembering those things I regret and how I wish I could go back and do those things again, better, more helpful, more loving. Instead of pure, my mind thinks impure thoughts. Instead of just, jealousy. Instead of virtue, vice. And I could go on, but you get the point. Now, I don't want my mind to be that way. I don't want to remember the bad things. Those I want to forget, and I want to remember the good things, but it doesn't seem to be the way it is. Maybe for you too. And I don't mean just things from the past year or so. My mind dredges up things from many years ago, all the way back to when I was a teenager, maybe younger. Why do I remember those things? Why does it seem so easy to remember the bad? And so hard to think about the true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy. I wish forgiveness meant not just that my sins were wiped out before God, but that they were wiped out from my own memory as well. But maybe it's good that they're not. To keep humbling me. To keep me repenting. To keep me from being like the man in the parable we heard from Jesus today. Who thought he could attend the wedding feast without the proper clothes. Who thought he had arrived. That he was good enough the way he was. He wasn't. And what he got for that belief was being bound hand and foot and cast into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But God doesn't want that for anyone. How do we know? Well, from the king in the parable. The king was filled with joy. Over the marriage of his son. So he held a feast. And no ordinary feast this. This was a royal feast. Or as they say. A feast fit for a king. There would be only the best of the best. And that in abundance it would be. The talk of the town. And as we heard from Isaiah. That is the kind of feast. That the Lord is preparing for us. A celebration with joy unimaginable, except some didn't want to come, either because they didn't like the king and didn't want to be with him, or they thought they had better things to do, more important things to do. They couldn't take time out of their busy schedule to celebrate with the king. It doesn't make the king happy. But his joy is so great that he cannot not celebrate. So he invites more people from everywhere, both good people and bad people. It doesn't matter who they are. The king wants them at his feast. They do not have to be good enough. They don't have to have the right credentials or clothes. Just come. The king will take care of the rest. And he does. Until another twist. That one man who was there with no wedding garment. It wasn't because he was too poor or just couldn't get one. The king provided them. But he wouldn't wear it. He rejected the king's generosity. He would come and be there on his own terms. Wearing his own clothes, not the king's. But that's not the way it works. You must have the king's wedding garments for the king's wedding feast. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like, Jesus says. The kingdom of heaven, which is the marriage feast of Christ and his bride, the church. Or as we say in the liturgy, and as you will hear in just a moment, the marriage feast of the Lamb and His kingdom, which has no end. And you are invited. All people are invited. Our Heavenly Father, the King of the universe, wants you there. Wants to share His joy with all people. And it is a feast and joy that starts now And will never end. But, like the parable, some people don't come. They don't like God and His Word. They think they have better things to do, more important things to do. They look for joy in other things and places and people, which is sad. It's not what God wants. God wants all people to be saved, all people to come to the feast. And so his invitation is still going out today to people everywhere, good and bad. It doesn't matter who you are. The king wants you at his feast. There is only this one stipulation. You must have the king's wedding garment. Now in our day and age, many people might hear or read this and think, What's the big deal? What difference does that make? It's just clothing. Because our attitudes towards clothing have changed. Casual Fridays, remember those? Have become casual everydays, as is what most people wear on airplanes and to restaurants, and to church, and other places where people used to dress up for. And this even before the pandemic, when people started working from home in their pajamas. Comfort is the name of the game now. So this fuss about clothing, clothing... It just must be another case of a stuffy, old-fashioned, doesn't-get-us-God. But it's just the opposite, actually. God does get us. He knows us, in fact, better than we know ourselves. So my mind might keep remembering all my sins and shortcomings, and things I don't want to remember, and things I wish I could forget. But God knows all of that, and more. He knows all the sins I do manage to forget, and all the sins I've done that I don't even know or realize was sin, or that I've done so much, I don't even think of it as sin anymore. You see, that's the problem. That's who I am. And so based on who I am, I cannot be at the wedding feast. I cannot be in the presence of God, the King. I am unworthy. But still God wants me there. And so he clothes me. We sang of it in the intro at this morning. He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. And that righteousness you and I are now clothed with is the righteousness of Jesus. So that when our Heavenly Father looks at us, He doesn't see the ugly, selfish, twisted, covered with filth sinner that I remember, that I see, that I can't seem to forget. No, when our Heavenly Father looks at us now, He sees Jesus. He sees His righteousness. For Jesus has clothed me and covered me with himself. So I can have a place at the feast. Without that, without Jesus, bind me hand and foot and cast me into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And as we know from other places in the scriptures, that's a description of hell. That's where I'm going on my own. Without Jesus. Without being clothed by Him or in Him. But with Him. And in Him there is joy. And a feast unimaginable. A feast not just fit for a king but fit for God. A feast Without end. And that feast and those clothes Jesus provided for us. When he himself was stripped of his clothes. And when he was bound hand and foot. With nails. And when he was thrown into the outer darkness and forsakenness of the cross. That place we deserve. He took. And that place He had, we now have. He taking our unrighteousness and giving us His righteousness. He the bridegroom who laid down His life for His bride, for His church, for you, for all people. That we be His and live in Him and His kingdom of peace and joy now and forever. For he didn't just lay down his life for us, he took it up again. He rose from the dead that we be not widows, but joyful, dearly loved brides. Loved beyond anything we could deserve or ever imagine. So still the invitation is going out to all the world, come to the feast, but it's not come as you are. It's come as He is. Come in Jesus. Clothed in Him and His righteousness. Come to the waters of baptism and be washed and clothed. Come to the words of the gospel and the absolution and be clothed with His forgiveness. Come to the supper to feast on the body and blood of Jesus and be clothed with His righteousness. There are wedding garments enough for all. And they are yours by grace, a gift through faith. And thank God they are. That God doesn't look at me and at all the stuff my mind remembers, but He sees you and me in Jesus. And that all that stuff I remember and All the sins I keep adding to them. That just keeps me coming back to Jesus. To receive from him the forgiveness and righteousness I need. That I know that on my own I have no place at the heavenly banquet. But in Jesus and with Jesus and clothed with Jesus. I have a place. So when Paul said to think about all those things that we heard earlier, the, all those things that are true and honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, praiseworthy. And as I said, my mind keeps remembering all that stuff that is not. When we come here, we do. For when we come here, we think of Jesus. And Jesus is all those things. All those things that Paul said. I'm not. But he is. He is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy. So, with that list, Paul's drawing me out of myself. To look outside of myself and my sin into Jesus. And then, by grace through faith in Him, that is what you and I are too. But we could never be on our own. We are in Jesus. And then, with that, we can do that other thing that Paul said today as well Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. As long as I remember my sin and my ugliness and my shortcomings and my failures. That keeps me from joy. But in Jesus, I have joy again. And so we do rejoice in Him here, in His gifts. And we rejoice finally at the heavenly feast. The joy of the Lord that will have no end. And at that feast, finally, Finally, my mind will think of nothing else. It will finally be just the joy of the wedding feast, the joy of a bridegroom and a bride. So maybe you too. Come and be fed, come and be forgiven and clothed come and rejoice in Jesus with the joy of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit amen amen